Thank you for listening to So About That. Today, my guest is Tara Fitzpatrick. Tara is a graduate assistant for marketing and a lover of all things the ocean. She also does an amazing impression of whales. In this episode, Tara will offer advice on and resources for how to manage your schedule when there's a lot to be managed. Thanks for listening. Today, my guest is Tara Fitzpatrick, who is currently a graduate assistant in marketing, and she is here to talk with us about mastering your schedule. For those of you that don't know Tara, she always has more than one job, is a full-time student, and manages to take care of two cats. How do you do it, Tara? Um, well, to start off, everything that I've chosen to do in my life, I love, like I love being a graduate assistant. I love my graduate program and my cats, obviously. And then the part-time jobs, I normally have three jobs at a time, my graduate assistant position and then two part-time jobs depending on the season or what I'm doing. The most jobs I've had at one time was four jobs and oof, yeah, had to had to be a good master of my schedule at that point. Um, but it's really just my thing about making sure I master the schedule is being positive about everything that's happening in life. Because if you don't want to go to work or you, you have that time block for yourself and you just don't do it, then it's going to mess up the schedule, but also allowing yourself time to have a free, like have free time and go out with friends and have your downtime that you need. So you can stay positive and focus on your wellness and things like that. Yeah. I think those are two great points. The first being when you really enjoy what you're doing, if your schedule's busy, it might still be difficult to manage, but you're it's going to be a lot easier if you actually look forward to what you're doing in your day than if you don't. So that's something that students consider. If you're not happy with your major, but you like if you can set goals and see the outcome is what you want, that may be helpful. Or if it's something that you just enjoy every day, that's definitely going to make the difference in your schedule. And the second piece that you hit on being you absolutely have to plan time for yourself because if you don't, your schedule can take over you. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there have been many times, many time periods where I've felt burnt out and just stressed and I wasn't focusing on things that help my wellness and my mental health and things like that. So yeah, I do feel that burnout and My way of getting through it is just making sure, kind of being intentional with your planning, making sure if you have, you know, you have deadlines coming up, you have assignments coming in, you have work stuff and you know that say, like, for example, I normally work 60, 70 hours a week, not including grad school. Would not recommend that. Yeah. Don't, (laughs) don't do that to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Even, yeah, just don't, don't do it. It's a lot. There was I think last semester, there were four weeks in a row where I was working 90-hour work weeks, and it was a lot. But, you know, I had to do what I had to do, but don't recommend. Make sure you plan ahead and figure out your schedule so you don't have to work that much. And so you have time where you don't look over your self-care routines and things like that. No, I think a a good point that you're getting to is that if you are working on creating like an effective schedule for yourself is the key word being routine. If it's routine and something that you can get through, 
and you know how much time it's going to take you. And that helps go into planning. Like something I struggled so much with in undergrad was working way too many jobs, taking too many classes, volunteering. Then I had groups that I wanted to be a part of. You know, when you're just trying to get everything you can on your resume or all the experiences you think you're supposed to have in college. And I would look at my schedule on paper and I'd be like, oh, I have time for that. I was not including the time that I needed to eat, that I should be sleeping, or even how long it would take me to get between two places. So oftentimes I would just be sprinting across campus. And I think managing our schedules, we really need to focus on avoiding that type of lifestyle because it can clearly lead to burnout. Yeah. I think you touched on a really good point is making sure you have time for transportation, getting ready in the morning, being realistic with getting ready in the morning. So I know some people, they say, I can get ready in 10 minutes, but it's like, is that realistic? Yeah. Does it really take you 10 minutes to get ready in the morning? Um, It could. It could. Very well could. But just making sure even though it looks good on paper, what I do, for example, for things like that, I set my routine, like the things Mm -hmm. that have to get done. I know it's going to take an hour of making my coffee, having breakfast, getting ready and driving to work. That hour is separated. And then I have my office hours and then I have my routine every week. And then wherever I can, I fill in spots. I fill in time blocks for getting assignments done. I fill in time blocks for usually I do 30 minutes of yoga every night. I want to spend an hour instead making sure I fill in that time. I live by my calendar and my planners. Um, If you see me around anywhere, usually I have three notebooks with me, two are to write things down, one's to plan. Um, But that doesn't work for everybody. That's just me being crazy organized. But making sure you have time blocks for everything. Yeah. And and like you said, it's not for everyone. So I had friends who were the exact opposite of me, especially an undergraduate and being that they could not follow a schedule that in detail because they felt like they couldn't be creative or they weren't giving themselves enough time to like hang out with friends. And for people in that situation, what would you recommend in building their schedule? I would, well, I feel like especially being an undergraduate student, you have your class time period. So then Say you have an hour and a half class and then you have an hour block. So spend that half hour reading a book if you read or spend that on social media sitting on campus somewhere or just knowing, just being intentional where you know you have that time and be like, all right, I have an hour to my next class. This is what I'm going to do. So you don't have to write it down. You don't have to plan just kind of in the moment, plan out what you're going to do with the remaining time that you have. Like if you say Tuesdays, four to 10, I'm always free. Mm -hmm. That's when I'm going to, I don't know, do some kind of self-care or that's when I'm going to get all my homework done and all my assignments and stuff done in that time. Yeah. It could also be the time on your schedule that you have blocked to do nothing and kind of let it like, you know, be time for whatever comes up. Speaking on creativity or people who like to do things just out of nowhere, like it won't cost you as much in in later obligations if you already have scheduled time in where you can kind of not have your schedule be controlled for you. Yeah. Like I know, for example, on my Monday nights, I have nothing to do. So that's when if a friend wants to hang out, Monday nights are it. Or if I, I love to paint and do photography, if Monday nights, if the creativity sparks, that's what I'm doing it. Or if I just want to watch, catch up on Netflix, that's, I know one 
night a week, I have that night to myself. Going off Netflix, and you mentioned social media earlier, something I think students should definitely take into consideration is a lot of times when we say we're busy or we don't have a time to do something or we feel just completely overwhelmed, guaranteed some of that time is disappearing to your phone. Yeah. But also I feel like when, I mean, it's different for everybody, but when people say they don't have enough time for something or that's, I feel like that could also mean they don't have enough time to give out that kind of energy. Like Mm -hmm. if they're telling their friend, I can't hang out, I just don't have time. Maybe they just need that time or that kind of thing. But if you're talking about like, we always time on social media. It Oh, yeah. it's so much. And now I have the phone reports come to me and I'm yeah. like, I spent three hours <laughs> of my life today alone mm-hmm. just looking at the screen of my phone. Yeah. So I guess becoming more aware of your do- of doing that. So yeah. that could also help out your schedule. But if you know you're, you just like to, I don't know, scroll on Pinterest, go on Twitter and read funny tweets or that's for you, that's something that's enjoyable and adds a positive element to your life. I think that that spending three hours, I know that <laughs> I know that TikTok is a big thing for people. Oh, no. And like my roommate and some of my friends will spend an hour or two just watching TikToks, but they enjoy it. It makes them laugh. I, yeah. So it doesn't have to be problematic and not necessarily yeah. that you have to remove it from your schedule to master your schedule. But mm-hmm. I think what we're heading towards is when you're making your schedule, learning how to prioritize. Because yeah. if all of the things on your schedule are things that you enjoy doing and it's just watching Netflix or social media or doing nothing, staring at a wall, like at some point you're going to have to prioritize, okay, maybe I do one of those three things today so that I can still do my homework. I can still take care of myself by, I don't know, going to work out or hanging out with friends or whatever it is that you need to like reinvest in yourself, but also still getting your obligations done. Yeah. I think it's definitely becoming aware of your actions. Like if you truly, if you're listening to this and you truly want to master your schedule and um, it's just becoming aware of what you do. Um, (laughs) For an assignment, I had Lindsay. She was my um, coach E participant. A client. A client. Yeah. Um, I had her write down every single thing she did. Every single thing. I'm talking from (laughs) at what time I actually woke up to at what time I got out of bed and what I did in that time. Often (laughs) just scrolling the news feed, coming out of that process (laughs) and having to look at your notes and realize (laughs) where your time is going. is It was huge in helping me with procrastination, especially last semester. And how, what do you think students could do besides, I mean, you can do that writing out, but are there resources that students can do or use that will do that for them? Yeah. So, I mean, if you have an iPhone, I don't, I don't know if Androids have it, but if you have an iPhone, look at your activity, your time screen, your screen I think it's time. the health app. Yeah. You can look at your health app and you can look at the screen time activity and it shows you all the numbers. Sometimes I leave my phone open just sitting there. So sometimes it's not accurate, but it still shows you like how much your phone is on. And then also say you have Gmail. Gmails are free that you can sign up for. So you have Outlook Calendar. Start putting things in your calendar. Put when you're in class, when you have appointments, when you are meeting up for or with organizations or things like that. And then sometimes I found it helpful to not procrastinate by putting time blocks of, say, I have to 
write a paper or I have to do research, I'll be like, all right, I have two hours. I'm going to spend these two hours writing this paper. If you don't finish, then after this class or the next day, I'll block out this time. Mm -hmm. And this is when I will finish that paper. So you're kind of giving yourself a deadline and sticking to it. Sticking to it. Yeah. Because then you also get those notifications on your phone. And so it's a constant reminder and helping you become more aware. So I definitely recommend using a calendar on your phone or writing it out, whichever one. The phone gives you notifications. So it's great. But um, yeah, I've I've used mine so much. (laughs) In undergrad, we used um, Gmail. Yeah. Which is great because I used to be a person that wrote everything down. And then one time, I missed my own appraisal for working at campus oh, back in undergrad. And so you talk about trying to go in and talk about how you deserve a high score in professionalism when you <laughs> <laughs> miss your own appointment. Uh, and that's when I made the switch to using online things because I think that the reminders on your phone, if, you are, if you're a person that has your phone in your hand all the time, which most of us do, it's really great because it'll say you can set it out to remind you an hour before something happens or 15 minutes before. And something that I've started doing and using the online schedule is, you know, holding yourself accountable to using those times, but also like going back and changing. Like if I have my office hours set to a certain time and I stay three, four or hours or even 30 minutes over, at the end of the day, I go and adjust that so that when I look back, I can reflect on like, okay, maybe I need to reshift how I'm scheduling myself because there are certain days where I'm spending way more time here than I intended to. And how did that impact the rest of my schedule? And what can I do to kind of prep for the future and learn from that? Yeah. When I started out in my graduate assistantship, I set my hours, kept it there. And I didn't realize how much extra hours I was working. So then I started expanding it. And then with all my other schedules, putting it together. And then I finally realized I was working 80 hours a week, 70 yeah. hours a week. And then it, then I took a step back and said, okay, well, what do I need outside of this? So awareness is the biggest part of mastering your schedule, I think, because you can have all the organization. You could have a whiteboard that has the calendar. You could write it down. You could have it in your phone, but it's really just being aware of you and your time and what you want. What do you want to get out of your schedule? Yeah, whatever. And whatever piece of equipment, whether it's your phone or your email account or writing it down old school, whatever system is going to work for you, just taking that time each week to really reflect on your schedule, plan ahead, and then think about like where you want your week to go and realizing where your hours go. So when we when we're discussing this and, and learning how to prioritize, how can students sit down and really determine what is most important to them? Because I know I struggled with this and used the Career Center on camp- campus to help me be like, okay, you can't be involved in three clubs and working and doing full-time student and volunteering and all these things. Like you're going to have to like really sit down and think about what do you really want to do? And because yeah. when I think when you're over busy like that and you're not managing your schedule, then you're not truly investing in any of those areas anyway because you just don't have time to. Yeah. So is there advice that you could offer students in, in trying to prioritize? Yeah, I think it's also it kind of goes back to the intentionality thing. Like what I do when I was trying to figure out how to master my schedule with prioritizing is thinking about at the end of the semester, what do you want to accomplish? just what are your goals in general and what, who do you want to be at the end? Like, do you want to feel really good because you stuck with this one organization, this one volunteer opportunity and you gave it your all and it was great. Um, or do you want to kind of spread yourself out and have little tasks here and there that you helped with like events or something like that? Um, 
So just figuring out, kind of planning it out a few months in advance or however many months are left in your semester, um, figuring out what you want to accomplish and then go back and say, all right, what am I doing this week? That's going to help me towards these goals. Yep. And I think that's kind of leading us into the what the best way to prioritize maybe by setting goals. And I know we here working with our student team members really focus on helping people set SMART goals. Mm -hmm. And I love the acronym SMART being that they're going to be specific. What do you really want to accomplish? What does that actually mean to you? And what does it really look like? Measurable goals, like how are you going to make those smaller goals to see whether you're really progressing towards it or if you've taken a step back? And then assignable being like, okay, this is a check mark for this week. This is the progression piece until next week. And then making them relevant. So goals really need to be relevant to what you're actually working towards. Sometimes what you're doing could be accomplishing two goals. Maybe it's helping you in your occupation while also giving you skills that you need in a class. And then time-based goals like we talked about when we're scheduling out, making sure we have enough time to accomplish the things we actually want to accomplish. Yeah. And kind of going off that with the SMART goals, I, every semester or at the end of the semester, depending academic year, New Year's resolution, whatever you want to use it for, I like to do SWOT analysis, um, which is strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats. And so that's me kind of evaluating and assessing where I'm at, where I'm at in my career development, my student development, my just everything in general. What strengths am I honing in right now? What are my weaknesses that might not make those SMART goals happen? What opportunities do I know that lie ahead that could help me? And then threaten and any kind of threats like I know I'm taking a week off. That's going to maybe set my schedule behind or there are a lot of a lot of different things that you could put in your own SWOT analysis. But that's one tool that I use to help set my goals and kind of give me an overall idea of how I want my semester to end. Yeah. When you talk about SWAT goals and you hit weaknesses, one that always comes to me that I see students and just people in general constantly struggle with is learning how to say no, especially if you are someone who really takes pride in being a great employee or a great friend or whatever it is that you really value, learning that it's still okay to say no. And it's not that you know, you're not like you may be feeling like you've let someone down by doing it, but you're also letting them down if you commit to it and you know that you just don't have the energy or whatever it is that you need to be there for them 100%. So how could you speak to students who may be struggling with saying no? Well, I'm just going to be upfront and say that I am that type of employee <laughs> and I am that type of friend, student um, that just I don't want to say no. So I start taking away from my like self-care time, that kind of thing, my fun activities. But tricks that I've learned along the way of saying no is just asking questions about what you're being asked. Say you like, for example, in my position, I get asked to be a part of event committees and things like that. And so asking what they need from me and trying to be realistic of if I can. How much time it's going to actually take you. Yeah. Um, And then. Or even those quick little tasks tasks that people ask you to do, those could end up taking half an hour, an hour out of your day. Um, so just kind of learning to ask the, ask more questions of yeah. what's realistic for you. And then just being okay with saying no because people will say no to you a lot. And so oh, you I, can say it back. So that was something I was going to say too is that a big piece for me learning how to say no was learning how to be 
a good respondent to someone saying no to me. You know, we've all had like it, it might feel like, man, I really needed their help or I'm bummed because we had this planned and now we're not doing it. But kind of like just staying in that grace for that person and being like, okay, they they were up front with me. They let me know. And hopefully they communicated pretty early on, not like last minute or past the time that they were supposed to do it. That goes into managing your schedule. If you're going to tell someone no, give them heads up. But on the other side of it, just being pretty understanding is because you it's what you would want if you have to tell someone no. Yeah. I think another part of going off of what you said is that if you can give a solution to you not being able to help. Yeah. Be like, I think that this person would be would also be good to help or say you're canceling plans with friends or saying no, you can't hang out. Be like, all right, well, for me, Monday nights, let's hang out on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Let's reschedule, like offering, coming in with a no and offering a solution with it. Yeah. Tara, you've offered a lot of great advice. I think um, students are going to really get something out of this. What, what is the one piece of advice, the one like little gold nugget that you could leave students with in helping them master their schedules? Honestly, just be intentional, like figure out what you want to do, whether it's that week or a month or two down the road, just figure out what you want your schedule to look like how you want it to represent you and how you want to use your time because really this is your time and yeah, you have to go to classes and think, well, yeah, you have to go to classes and things like that. (laughs) But how do you want to spend other time? Do you want to wait on assignments and get really stressed out um, because you're doing it last minute or do you want to plan it out and prioritize and figure out what's best for you and what you need for your wellness? Well, thank you so much, Tara, for being on the podcast. Maybe you're out there and you're wondering how in the world you're going to manage your schedule. And now we've discussed it. We hope you get something out of it. If you have any questions about this episode or topics, suggestions or questions for future episodes, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram at so underscore about that, our Facebook page, so about that, or our email, so about that 20 at gmail.com. <laughs>